for EAF New York. 8.30 p.m. B-U-L-O-V-A, Bulova Watch Time. Bulova, masterpiece of fine watchmaking. A pack of Avalon cigarettes, please. Yes, sir. Just a moment, sir. Don't forget your change. You'd never guess that Avalon's cost you less. So why not always travel on with Avalon? Good evening, friends. Good evening. This is Gerald King saying welcome to Avalon Time, featuring radio's red-headed ragamuffin, Richard Red Skelton, with Dick Todd, Edna Stilwell, the Poor Puffs, Bud Hercules Vandover, the Avalon Chorus, and Bob Strong and his orchestra. Comes now, comes the orchestra, comes love. are entirely different from any other cigarette on the market today because they give you both outstanding quality and exceptional money-saving economy. Avalons are union-made from the very finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos. In fact, you couldn't get finer quality tobaccos in any other cigarette, regardless of price, regardless of brand. And you get this unsurpassed quality in Avalons for three to five cents less, yes, three to five cents less per pack than other popular price brands. Avalons are the outstanding cigarette value on the market. Try a pack tonight. That muffled noise, ladies and gentlemen, is from the closet. There's usually a skeleton in the closet that's a family secret, but we have a skeleton in our closet that's a public nuisance. So here he is now, that ham bone of contention, Red Skelton. Ooh. 
Thank you very much. Greetings, people and everybody, and happy birthday, Thackeray. Thackeray? Who's Thackeray? It's my new writer, Dale. But you're supposed to start the show off by saying something funny. Well, that's what I told Thackeray. <laughs> well, what do you do? Take orders from your writer? Who, me? Take orders from Thackeray? Him tell me what to do. Loudest, Captain. Uh, who was that, Red? That was Thackeray. I mean, uh, <clears throat> that was Thackeray. Hey, he's a tough-looking mug. How yeah. come you hired him? Well, I had to. He applied for the job by sending me threatening scripts. <laughs> I should have found out more about him. Well, has he ever written for radio? Oh, sure. He wrote all the no-talking signs at Radio City. <laughs> Look, here's one of the jokes he wrote for me. A dark-complected lady was standing by a green gate, and a little boy in a red hat, brown shirt, blue pants, rides by on a bicycle. And the dark-complected lady says, My, my, you sure can ride that bicycle. <laughs> That laugh, one laugh, ladies and gentlemen, was furnished by Thackeray. See, anybody laughs at his own joke ought to have his head examined. By a headhunter. <laughs> hey, that ain't bad, huh? <laughs> I mean, uh... Mm. Hello, Ben. Oh, hello, Ed. Hey, where have you been? I've been out walking with Dick Todd. And does yeah. he attract attention from the girls? Well, so what? I attract the attention of girls when I walk up the street myself. Yeah, but he does it without whistling. Yeah. Say, uh, where did you go with Dick? We went over to the hospital to see his sister. The hospital? Say, maybe you shouldn't have come over here among all these people. Maybe she's got something that's contagious. I don't think so. She has twins. Yeah. <laughs> Say, that's what our slice of life is about tonight, an expect expecting father. <laughs> Say, as soon as Dick uh, Todd gets here, we'll do it. Say, where is Todd, anyhow? If you don't show up, I'll sing the song myself. <clears throat> After a fashion. <laughs> that fashion went out after your ancestors came out of the trees and learned to talk. Yeah. So you're here, are you? <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> if I want to sing a song, I'll sing it. Uh, I'm getting sick of getting pushed around here. Well, it looks like we're going to have an exhibition of a little spunk tonight. Spunk? That ain't the way I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> sing, Dick. I can't give you anything but love, baby. That's the only thing I'm plenty of, baby. Dream a while, scheme a while, we're sure to find happiness. And I guess all those things you've always pined for. Gee, I'd like to see you looking swell. Baby, diamond bracelets will work, doesn't sell, baby. Till that lucky day, you know darn well, baby. I can't give you anything but love. give you anything but love, baby, that's the only thing I'm plenty of, baby, dream a while, scheme a while, we're sure to find happiness, then I guess all those things you've always pined for, gee, I'd like to see you looking swell. 
baby. Diamond bracelets, whole world doesn't sell, baby. Till that lucky day, you know darn well, baby. I can't give you anything but love. That was I Can't Give You Anything But Love, Baby, sung by Dick Todd. Darn it. <laughs> and now we come to our short playlist about things that really happen in everyday life. Things that you do and that I do. In fact, everybody does. And tonight's Slice of Life is about the troubles that young fathers have while waiting for a blessed event. You set the scene, Bill. Okay, the time just before midnight. The place, a hospital somewhere in your hometown. The nurse is played by Edna Stilwell. The expectant father is played by Red Skelton, who has never been so nervous before. In fact, he is really a nervous wreck ever since Winchell told him about it. <laughs> Quiet! Hospital zone. Dr. Jones wanted in surgery. Dr. Brown wanted in surgery. Dr. Smith wanted in surgery. Dr. Green wanted in surgery. Don't forget the cards, boys. <laughs> Gee, how can they play cards at a time like this? They sleep in the daytime. Yeah. Now, listen, Mr. Skelton. I told you, you can't bring all that stuff in this hospital. Now, you just take that catcher's glove and that football outside. But, gee, I... Yeah, and that motorcycle, too. Oh, gee, my kid's got to have something to play with when he gets here. He can just sit around twiddly stumps, you know. You think you like this baseball bat? Supposing it's a girl. Well, then I'll wait until she starts going to high school before I give her the bat. <laughs> She'll need it, then, if she's good looking. Now, just keep calm. You look nervous. Oh, I'm not nervous. Gee, I wish I had my knee pads on. <laughs> Has Junior arrived yet? No, uh, but when he does, whom shall I say call? Mr. Skelton, here, I'll just leave my... <laughs> hey, how do I know he can read? Listen, if you can, he can. Yeah. Well, I think I'll wait anyhow. Is the doctor here? No, he's out right now. Oh, got a case. Huh? I'll play, and you should see her. Mm. <laughs> say, this doctor, he's a good doctor, ain't he? Good. You know the five quintuplets? Yeah. They're cute, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Say, uh, Have you ever been in this hospital before? Yeah, I was born here. My, you've put on weight, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> Gee, I'm so excited you get me mixed up, I don't even know what I'm doing. Gosh. Gee whiz. Say, do you think the baby will look like me? What? He wouldn't dare. <laughs> Well, you know, I was the picture of my father. I had my father's eyes, his nose, his hair, and his teeth. Where's your father now? He's home looking for his face. Good evening, nurse. How are you, doctor? Uh, oh, doctor, this is Mr. Skelton. Skelton? Skelton? Oh, yes. I suppose it was sent over by the museum. Yeah. No, I'm Richard Skelton, the expectant father. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're the fellow who gave me the little uh, pig bank full of pennies for a down payment. Yeah. <laughs> See, you know, that sounds funny. $30 down and $5 a month. <laughs> sounds like buying an automobile. I am. <laughs> uh, uh, how do you feel? Well, not so good, Doc. I know, I know. I know what you're going through. And I hope I never have to go through it again. Uh, you know, some at times I doubt if women realize what we fathers have to go through. Mm. I have three children, you know. Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> Is uh, this the first time for you to hear the sound of little footsteps around the house? No, I've been hearing the sound of little footsteps for a year now. They're my wife's brother. He's a midget. 
Uh, nurse, uh, I want to talk to you alone. Where alone? Uh, well. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you, uh, keep your eye on this icky. Icky. <laughs> He's getting the Jim Jam jumping jive. With a slight dash of uh, chop, chop, chop. So if he starts to swing out with the uh, boogie-woogie, uh, call me before the joint starts jumping. Okay, Hepcat, take it away. He's a swell guy. Does he know a lot about medicine? Does he? Why, he sat through every Dr. Kildare picture twice. Hmm? Gee, he must be good. Here, drink this. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. Now, come on and drink it. No, no, I got one of those the other night. Oh, don't be silly. It's something to quiet your nerves. Well, uh, my nerves are quiet. I buzz like this all the time. Uh. Now, come on, like a good little man. Oh, all right. <coughs> Do you want to chase it? I don't think anything could catch that stuff. By the way... Do you know anything about having a child around the house? Sure, I do. I've been reading The Care and Feeding of Baby and Blondie. I'll bet you were a noisy little baby. No, I wasn't either. I didn't utter a sound until I was a year old. Really? How come? <laughs> oh, I was bashful. <laughs> I was ashamed to open my mouth. I didn't want my mother to know I didn't have any teeth. <laughs> Gee, I'll bet Junior will be smarter than I was. I'll take that bet. Yeah. Is that my nerve? That's the doctor. He oh. wants me. I'll be right back. Yeah. Now, here, you just sit down and figure out what you're going to tell Junior. Okay. After all, everything's going to be new to him. Yeah. And you might learn something, too. Yeah. I never thought of that. Gee, ain't it wonderful me, your father? Well, my son won't go to that old reform school. He'll go to the new one, like I did. Well? Now, well don't get excited. Well, don't, don't stand there, nurse. Tell me. Well, speak up, gee, after all, this ain't a movie, you know. Oh, no? Well, it's a double feature. Yeah. Double feature? Twins? Oh, gosh, I'm going to faint. Why? You haven't even seen them yet. Yeah. <laughs> Twins. Gee, two of them, huh? Gosh. Now you only knitted one sweater. Here, son, would you like to see the twins? Yeah, wheel me over, Doc. <laughs> gee, they're awful little, ain't they? Gee, look at them. Ain't they ugly? Yes, and they're all yours. Yeah. Where'd they get that terrific sunburn? Gee, ain't they ugly? But I guess all boys are ugly like that when they're little, huh, Doc? They're girls. Yeah. Girls? Are you kidding? Oh, my goodness. Both of them girls. Oh. What's the matter? What's the matter? Look at them. Two girls and they're both bald-headed. <laughs> And now our four pups work themselves up to the four winds and get ready to go fly a kite. It's from the Star Maker. Sing it, kids. Fly a kite, tie your troubles to the tail. If you're blown away, so so far away, fly a merry gale. Go 
fly a kite, toss your worries to the wind, and they won't come back, they'll be too chagrined. Go on, make friends with the sky, and have a long, long talk with the sun. It's a right way to live, it's a way to live, you want the fun. Won't you go fly a kite, you'd imagine you're a king, cause you've got your world on a piece of string. Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear what the ghost of 20 years ago said about Avalon cigarettes? What it said... 20 years ago, we didn't have Avalon cigarettes. We couldn't take advantage of that big savings. But today, I take Avalon's advice. Wherever I go, I don't forget my change. <laughs> <laughs> yes, friends, and when you buy Avalon cigarettes, don't forget your change. You see, Avalon's cost three to five cents less per pack than other popular price brands. A repeated saving that will net you many, many extra dollars in mighty short order. But without knowing, you'd never guess Avalon's cost you less. They're highest quality through and through. So tonight, try Avalon cigarettes. Dick Todd and the Avalon Chorus sing out with a new western ballad, South of the Border. South of the border, down Mexico way. That's where I fell in love when stars above came out to play. And now as I wander, my thoughts ever stray. South of the border, down Mexico way. She was a picture. In old Spanish lane, just for a tender while, I kissed a smile upon her face, for it was fiesta, and we were so gay, south of the border, down Mexico way, down Mexico way. Then she sighed as she whispered, Manana. Never dreaming that we were parting. And I lied as I whispered, Manana. For our tomorrow never came. South of the border, I rode back one day. I rode back one day. There in a veil of white, by candlelight, she knelt to pray. The mission bells told me that I mustn't stay. South of the border, down Mexico way. Down Mexico way. 
sung by Dick Todd and ably assisted by the Avalon Chorus. That was a swell arrangement, too, Dick. A real Western style. Sounds like it was arranged by the Lone Arranger. <laughs> I don't think that was much of a joke, Red. Well, personally, I don't either, but it's one of Thackeray's. I think they'll get better later on. I sent for another writer. Oh, well, what about that now? If he comes over tonight... Well, if he's good, will you fire Thackeray? Well, maybe. Well, uh, what kind of a contract do you have with him? Well, it's just the usual thing, a straight 99-year contract. And don't forget the option. Yeah. <laughs> but confidentially, Dell, no. I sneaked in a cancellation clause in the contract. Oh, that was smart, Red, but uh, how can you break the contract? By dying before him and his five brothers. <laughs> I wouldn't mind so much, but he lives at my house, he eats my food, sleeps in my bed, wears my clothes, even goes out with my girl. Don't you ever have time for yourself? Only when he sends me on errands. <laughs> Hey, Skelton, tell that gag of mine about your uncle. I can't do it, Thackeray. We're out of the hospital now. I could arrange to get you back in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll tell it. Uh, my uncle, Dell, was so crook. <laughs> and lay off the ad-libs. <laughs> my uncle, Dell, was so crooked. Yeah. And went in, he went into a hospital for an x-ray, and they found his bones were loaded. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Stick to me, Skelton, and pretty soon you'll be somebody on this program. Yeah. After next week's program, I'll be the little man who wasn't there. <laughs> hey, I got another swell gag for you, Skelton. About the jerk. No. Please, please, Thackeray, not that. We just got a letter from the sponsor saying that the jerk has been terribly overworked on this program. Yeah. Does that mean that Skelton gets a vacation? Yeah, starting next... <laughs> I wish that other author would get here. He writes clever stuff. Sophisticated sketches. Oh, another writer, huh? Yeah. What does he look like? I don't know, Thackeray. I have never met the man. Well, I'm going outside, so if anybody shows up in here with two broken arms, that'll be him. Oh, why did I ever hire that guy? I have to write my own jokes. I don't need anybody. She got a lot of energy. Boy, when I get going, I'm a regular human domino. You mean human dynamo. Oh, domino. I see spots before my eyes. (laughs) That's probably the author now. Come in. Boy, am I glad you got... Well, are you a writer? Well, I ain't McGuffey's first reader. <laughs> Thank you, Lee's an author. Oh, heavens, yes, Mr. Skelton. I'm the Pulitzer Prize package from Peoria. <laughs> well, the first thing I want to know, Herky, is, are you original? Well, I ain't a reasonably exact facsimile. <laughs> and do I work hard, Mr. Skelton? Why, I sat down at my typewriter and whacked and clacked like a hack for five days and nights. <laughs> I suppose when you finished, you had a masterpiece. No, I forgot to put a ribbon in the typewriter. <laughs> then you mean you didn't, you don't have a sketch for me? You haven't uh, any play? Oh, haven't I? Why, Mr. Skelton, I've got a wonderful original play for you called, uh, well, let's see, I'll give you a synopsis of it first. Okay. The play takes place in Africa. And as the first scene opens, you're going through the Suez Canal. And the natives are on the bank of the canal doing a weird dance. You see, they hop around with their index fingers waving in the air and they yell, EQ, EQ, EQ. This dance is called the Suez EQ. (laughs) This ought to be very good. And then you plunge real deep into the jungle. You go from UGG to Ubangi. You sure? No, Ubangi. (laughs) Ubangi. 
Didn't you ever hear of those you banging women? Yeah, I know. That's the girls with their lips and their laps. <laughs> well, then you find out they're cannibals. But they don't eat you because uh, you tell them you're a missionary. Yes. And uh, missionaries have taught them that you can't keep a good man down. <laughs> so uh, on you go looking for the white one. Warna? What's a Bawana? Warna is what they call a white man. It means master. Oh. But no matter where you go, you get the same answer. Ugyug waghab na That means, yes, we have no Bwana. I think I better go out right now and look for a new sponsor. Oh, no, no, no. You see, you go on looking for this white man. Finally, you see a white man in the deepest, darkest part of darkest Africa. Ooh. And you walk up to him and you say, How about a light? Oh, you do not. <laughs> You walk up to him and you say, uh, Dr. Livingstone, I presume. Yes. This is your original story? Why, it certainly is. I'm calling it Stanley and Livingstone. Oh, wait a minute, Herky. Stanley and Livingstone were two real men. Real men? They've, they've already made four movies, six plays, and 82 radio sketches about the story. Oh, good heavens. They can't do that to me. Why, that's like a... Uh, for, uh, that's stealing. <laughs> I'd better hurry and get a copyright on my new play, then. What's the name of it? Well, I call it The Birth of a Nation. Yeah. Oh, they ought to be good, too. Well, I got a scram now. You sure keeps me busy writing for the masses, the misses, the musses, and the messes. So... Yeah. I think I better get out and find a writer, I presume. <clears throat> Friends, if you've seen the time when an extra dollar or two would come in mighty handy, you know the importance, the value of money. Then why pay more for your cigarettes when you can get highest quality in Avalon's for three to five cents less per pack than other popular price brands? They're guaranteed unsurpassed in quality. You'd never guess they cost you less. Give Avalon's a trial tonight. The cigarettes that give you so much and cost you so little. Well, Dell, I guess that winds up another one. Yes. 
Fred, another program has gone by the board. Yeah, and I want you to be sure and come to my Halloween party next week, Dell. Okay. We're going to have a lot of games. We'll duck for apples. And mm-hmm. I'll win that. And we'll play the witch hunt. I'll probably win that. <laughs> then we'll pin the tail on the donkey. That's the game where they'll stick you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what do you... Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that this is the season when good Americans show that they're good neighbors by contributing to their community chest. So let's all be real good neighbors and give freely. Good night, everybody. See you next week. Goodbye now. Well, friends, we're putting our skeleton back in their closet for this week, and we hope that you've enjoyed our show. Be with us next Wednesday night at the same hour when the Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation again presents Red Skelton, Dick Todd, Edna Stilwell, and the entire gang in Avalon time. And remember, friends, during the week when you ask for Avalon cigarettes... Don't forget your change. Oh, why not always travel on?